now. But this is Chris with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say in every episode, we got a great show for you. We got Coffee Anderson coming on. He's doing some great things out there. And he's about as independent as you get. And I love that about him. You know, because he's making his own way, making his own, you know, making his own rules. And we're excited to have him on. So, Coffee, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate it. I know Sandy's not here, but tell her I said hi. Good to see you, man. <laughs> Great. So um, I always like to get started right now. We're in a season of toughness when it comes to entertainment. So how has COVID affected you? And what have you done to kind of maneuver through this crazy new maze we have? Um, I've made more money than I have ever. Oh, wow. So I know that the media is, is, is preaching doom and gloom. The people I talk to, their businesses are thriving. Um, the touring industry uh, was shut down because it was a general meeting place. But yeah, I started doing Facebook Lives. Uh, I enabled, I, I connected my Venmo. I pinned it, the Venmo uh, handle, in the bottom of my lives. And I would do lives for 30, 40 minutes and work on new songs and say hi to people. So that was one stream of income through the Venmo. And... Um, the second stream of income was video dedications where you could dedicate uh, a love song that I wrote to someone that you love or a patriotic yeah. song you wrote called Mystery White and Blue, dedicate that to someone overseas. So then that took off. And then I created a new merch line uh, called Patriot. And that took off. And so I think, and then Mystery White and Blue went viral on TikTok. And when people talk about, oh, I want to get on a record label. TikTok is the new record label. Spotify, <laughs> Spotify is the new A&R. They let you know what's out and what ain't. So if you're able to play and sing or write or record into your computer, there's no reason for you to be struggling financially if you can sing and play. Wow. I love that because, like, you know, we started this show January of 2020, so a couple months before COVID. Right. And our original plan was 100 interviews our first year. We thought if we could do that, we would be ahead of the crowd and all that. And then COVID happens. Right. And I remember telling Sandy, I was like, you know, this may be our silver lining because we might be able to get people on. Everybody's home. Yep, exactly. Everybody's home. And a lot of bigger artists might be willing to give a new show a chance. And because of that, we ended up doing over 300 interviews last year. We even had people like Randy Travis, Lee Bryce, Sarah Evans on. And so it's been like really crazy. So for us, like with you, you know, COVID has, in a way, been a blessing for our show. Absolutely. People have to adjust. I, even with the music industry, when I talk to major record labels, now they're adjusting because you have to. The, and there's some record labels that haven't adjusted. So they're an arrogant dinosaur. They have no idea that releasing one song to radio is not going to break an artist. It's not. Not it's nowadays. Like, when, when artists go, well, I'm, I'm moving to Nashville or I'm moving to L.A. to get signed. Why? There's only 13 spots. <laughs> There's only 13 spots on radio. So you got Carrie Underwood, Brad Paisley, Miranda Lambert, Blake Shelton, Florida Georgia Line, Luke Combs, Luke Bryan. Uh, you got Darius. You got Maren, Maren Morris. You got Kane Brown. That's how and, now, and now you got Gabby. Now you got Gabby because she got a smash. <laughs> <laughs> then you got to deal with Maddie and Tate because they got a smash. Yep. Then you got Mitchell Tenpenny. You got John Party. That's 15. What, where are you going to fit in at? 
you better start writing and blossoming where you're planted. Go to Nashville and record. Go back home and be the man. Love that. Yeah, because we're building our show from Savannah, Georgia, but we're eventually going to move to Nashville. But we're actually, funny, we're actually coming up to Nashville tomorrow. Right. And But again, but but why leave? You, you can go to Nashville and be home and still, and still corner the market because artists are going to come through Savannah anyway. So, but it all depends on what you want to do. I'm just saying, blossoming where you're planted. But if you guys moved to Nashville and tried to start this, it would have been a mess. Yeah, we're starting it where you are, so it's the same business model. Exactly. So we, we're building, and then we're building, and then we're going to transition there as we grow. Right. So what, what was the question? What does it say? <laughs> Do I know the 49ers running back Glenn Coffee? Who are the 49ers? I'm a Cowboy fan. Kiss my butt. <laughs> Who are the 49ers? Oh, good. I love that. <laughs> and, then, and, of course, then he added former. Yeah. Get out of here. No. No. If somebody came to Cafe with $5 million, um, would he do a song with swear words in it? Um, and I'd have to see the – it depends on the swear word. And um, it, i got to see the money. Because <laughs> just I because they say for, it. I can ask for forgiveness and pay my church 500000 in tithes, and I think I'd be forgiven. Moving on. There you go. I love that. Um, so, when did, you know, a lot of people, they ask, when did you know you wanted to do music? But I always like to go further than that. When oh. did it click that this could be a career? Um, I was singing on the street in Santa Monica, California, uh, selling my CDs. I was doing CDs, one for 12, two for 20. Because it's easier to take somebody's, it's easier for somebody to hand you a $20 bill than it is a 10 and two ones. So the business model works like crazy. Um, catch that if you're an artist, I'm giving you dimes. So it was one for 12, two for 20. And I was, I was with somebody at the time and she said, who's going to listen to your music? I'm with you and I don't even listen to your music. I don't even know. And I remember, uh, I created an email list. So I've been out playing out there for probably about six, seven months. And Mm -hmm. I had probably 1200 people on the email list. So if they came by and liked my music, I'd add them to the email list. So I emailed everybody and I, I started singing at a place called the Temple Bar in Santa Monica. And when I emailed everybody like three times in a row that week, and there was a line around the corner. And I was like, oh, who else is performing? You know, so I park around the back, I get my acoustic, and I go up and I, um, let me see if this is in tune. Hold on. I said, anybody ever had a broken heart with me? They told me love was blind, and the crowd goes, I promise that I couldn't see. And I stopped, and they started cheering, and I started crying. And I just stood there, and, and they started singing. So I'm lying on the floor, watching ceiling fans go around. And I played the song, and they sang it. Wow. They sang the whole song. And at that moment, I was like, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to be all right. And so a lot of times you may not hear a yes before you give yourself a yes. So I had to give myself a yes many times, and then the fans validated it. It's crazy. And, you know, I kind of found what we're supposed to do kind of later in life because I remember January 3rd of 2020, the very first interviews we did that day. I remember getting off 
the show and I told Sandy, I was like, this is it. This is what we're supposed to be doing. Right. And, and she was hoping I was right because she's big into music and all that. And it's funny because then COVID happens. Then our show expands from just country music to music in general, right. then expands from there to then all of a sudden we were having an issue back in September where, you know, in, in August we did 44 interviews at one month and we were like, well, how? So I got so used to doing that. And in September it slowed way down because people were starting to get gigs again. Right. So it was harder to book. And I was like, well, how do I fill in those spots? And so I was like, I wonder if the acting side, would still in entertainment would accept us the way the music side, and all of a sudden they did. And next thing I know, we're a full fledged entertainment interview show where we've even we've even had people like actor Ed Asner on. We've had oh, yeah. um, we've had recently the um, the biggest villain of soap opera history, the actress that played Sheila Carter on Young and Restless. Wow. And so all of a sudden this is coming together, and I'm just sitting here like. God has a plan. Always. Always. I, I, we can't, we have to work like it depends on us and pray like it depends on him. Exactly. Work like it depends on you and pray like it depends on him. And if you're not afraid to do that, we live in the greatest country ever. Please make no mistake. We live in the greatest country ever. The United States has given more blue collar people the opportunity to be millionaires. Because our whole education system taught us to be employees. Because yeah. catch what I'm saying. From kindergarten to graduating, you've always heard, make good grades and you can get a good job. Job. <laughs> I went to a private university. My first day um, with, in Dr. Allen's class, he taught finances. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm going to teach you guys how to run a business and I'm going to teach you how to pick good employees. So the first nine minutes of my finance class rewired 13 years of teaching me to be an employee. All of a sudden, wow. now, oh, I'm going to own a business. I'm going to own a business. So when, so when artists wanted to get signed, I was like, you're going to be an employee. Whether, whether you like it or not, it's golden handcuffs. <laughs> Especially in the beginning. Especially at the beginning. Because if, if they think you're good and they can make money – they're going, I mean, look at what Taylor Swift is going through. I mean, she, you know, anytime you sign on a label at the very beginning, they own the master rights. And of course, I mean, of course they own that. I mean, they're the one taking the biggest chance on you, you know? So I love what you're doing. I love the independence because again, that's, you know, with all the tools we have nowadays from social media and all that, the internet, there's no reason that you can't stay independent until the label needs you instead of you need them. A thousand percent. Well, and and right now labels need you. Right now, right now labels need you. So we have more leverage than ever. Um, so let's say, let's say Spotify pays you five thousand dollars for a million streams. Mm-hmm. Let's say Apple Music pays you five thousand dollars for a million streams. Mr. Red, White, and Blue has two billion flips. On TikTok. Wow. Two billion flips. Two billion. And people have been buying it. It's been on the charts like crazy uh, for almost a year and a half steady. And say it gets three million streams a month from Spotify. It gets two and a half million streams a month 
from Apple Music. All of a sudden, you're looking at thirty to forty thousand dollars a month residual off of one product. Yeah. Not to mention record sale. Not to mention hard copies. Not to mention performances. Not to mention downloads. We're talking about specifically streaming coming to your house. So for independent artists, you only got to be right once. <laughs> I, I, sang, I sang in San Angelo, Texas, um, three weeks, four weeks ago, three weeks ago. It was a thousand kids, junior high and high school there. A thousand junior high and high school kids wow. at this performance. I started playing Mr. Red, White, and Blue. They all pull out their phones and start doing this. It's the guts and it's the glory. Uh, they sang it. <laughs> so after the show, kids are coming up pictures and did selfies and the whole nine. I'm going, dang. All right. Guy goes, you're TikTok famous. We all know it. Oh, wow. Uh, some the, the Joe asked. Uh, how long right take, yep, Joe asked, how long did it take to film the video Red, Right, and Blue? I thought that video smoked it. Uh, <laughs> Speaking as an IREC vet, um, following it up, where'd you get the truth? Okay, okay. So, Mr. Red, White, and Blue was a video that I had paid a Hollywood movie director to to video to film for me. No oh, wow. He took my money Man. and took his girlfriend to South Africa, where she was from, and they partied on my money. So, I got no video. And we filmed it and everything, but he didn't give me the video. And the video that he gave was, was thrown together after the fact. So I had a buddy of mine, my buddy Kenny, and um, my best friend Stefan at the time. Stefan was in Byron, California, and he was in the country. He had 40 acres of a, of a, of a, of a, wine, of a winery. There's an abandoned barn right down the road. So I got my Canon T2i. This is the Mr. Ray White and Blue camera, actually. This camera. Yeah. And I bought this on Craigslist for 200 bucks. And we put a 50 millimeter lens on this. And my buddy Kenny did this. And he filmed me singing it. Wow. Then he, and we played the song. We filmed the band, the full band. So now you're going to hold the band. Then he played the song again. And we just filmed the drummer. He played the song again. We filmed the guitar player. So what that. happened was I took all those takes and lined them up with the song. And I was able to edit. Well, we would, I gave a home away with Military Warrior Support Foundation. And three-star general Leroy Sisko uh, is, is part of that organization. I called him and was like, I need real footage. I don't want this fake Hollywood uh, army supply store camo from Walmart. I want real videos because wow. this is written for real people that have really served. My dad gave his hearing in the Air Force, loading ammo, live ammo on a forklift. Like, this is real stuff. He could have been... He could have made a mistake and killed him and all the other people. People don't know what they really go through. Mm -hmm. Nobody's sitting here with me right now, served in the as a Marine, and he served in the Navy. So it's like, okay, all right, if I'm going to make this for real people, let's use real footage. And you guys wouldn't yeah. believe the footage that got sent to me. Some of it I can't even, I couldn't even show. <laughs> and I'll tell you off camera, one of the one of the videos I got, can't even show oh, wow. it. Wow. But if you're going to do it, do it with excellence. And I get all the time people like, yo, they use the real uniforms. I'm like, no, this is real footage. Real footage. <laughs> I love that. You if know, you're going to do it, do it. 
especially when it comes to honoring our country. And it looks like that you really love our country. Tell us about that. How did that come to be, to get ingrained in you? Um, from my daddy. I think patriotism is taught. And um, there's a lot I could say right now, so I'm going to watch what I say. But <laughs> it came from my old man. You're going to stand when the national anthem is played. You're going to put your hand on your heart. It came from our school, our school in Texas, in Bangs, Texas. Alvin Hutchins was our principal. I was a flag boy. Me and my buddy Keith Metters. Oh, wow. Were, Keith Metters were, were flag boys. So when it rained, we had to go get the flag, take it down, fold it. Don't let it, don't let it get wet. Don't let it hit the ground. So that was in me from being young. And then um, coming from a small town, you either go play ball, you go to college, you go to the military. And so a lot of my friends have served, and they're pilots, and they went to Texas A&M, and you know, I, I know these boys. This is family. And I've also seen guys that I went to school and not come back. But they come yeah. back with half of a limb. And people don't get that. Our media doesn't get it. People get it. But once the media realizes that there's a whole lot of people between New York and L.A., or maybe they don't. And and all we've done is, is adjusted. Nobody I know is watching the news right now. Go ahead. Yeah, and Joe said that that's his was his exact job in Air Force. Wow! So, Joe, you know what it is. You know I ain't lying. And and back then they weren't even using the 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 ear, the ear protection like they needed to. Those pieces of plastic that rot anyway. As soon as water hit them, fall apart. That ain't helping your ears. <laughs> now, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of like a Blake Shelton, of a Carrie, of a Miranda, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes, not just to get to their level, but even a career level within music. And I always want to talk about the sacrifice and grind side, because I think nobody really talks about this side out there. And I'm going to tell a quick story to help guide us where I want this to go. But back cool. in 2000. 14, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls. And at that time, they they were full-time with music, her and her daughter. And I'll never forget, I asked Allison what advice she'd given up in coming artists. And she said, this may sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and just keep this as a hobby. She goes, because the moment you want it to be a career, your life changes. You kind of no longer own your own life. Everybody owns a piece of your life. You have, to be, you have to accept that. Uh, your friends and relatives almost never understand because they invite you to weddings, to cookouts, to weekends, to getaways. But when you're in that grind mode, you almost have to say no to almost everything. And then your family has to sacrifice. They have to kind of kick you out the door and say, and be willing to share you with the world. But then she added, but if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in because the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? Let's talk about that side of it. I, I think she's a hundred percent correct. Uh, you, you, you are who you are, no matter where you are. Yep. And whether that's singing, performing, you are who you are <laughs> and you can't help that. And I, I, even when I was leading worship and singing in church, I wanted to sing country music. And oh, you, wow. can't that. you can't shake that at all. And at that time, there was only Charlie Pride. There was a guy named Trini Triggs at the time. And, and Darius was doing jazz. People don't even know about Darius doing jazz standards when he covered oh, all wow. Memphis records. And he was wearing the tuxedo before he went country. So, but that's where he started. 
in South Carolina is country music. Um, so at that point, I still wanted to sing country music, and that's what I wanted to do. I didn't want to sing in bars, though. So yeah. that was the conundrum of saying, how do I sing country music and not sing in bars? Because <laughs> people could smoke in bars. So smoking kills your throat. I was like, I'm not doing that. So I had to adjust and adjust the business model. And so I was like, wow. you know what? At, at, at one point, I I got done wrong by church, and I won't go into it. And I was like, I'm out. I'm out. Wow. I'm going full time. I, I don't want to sit here and do something that I'm not a five percent in when I could be a hundred and something else. I'm good. And so I'm also married a woman that understood that I'm a gypsy. She knows that. On holidays, I'm not going to be home, but I'll be home the day after, but I'll come home with a check. (laughs) Or two. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So uh, Easter, I may be singing at a church on Sunday. Um, Fourth of July, I'm gone. I'm I'm coming with me, but I'm getting a check because I wrote Mr. Red, White, and Blue. We have to keep patriotism alive, especially in music. Because now record labels are putting out artists with demonic stuff. Uh, sleeping with Satan, weird little Nas X. I told somebody, y'all got little Nas X. We had DMX. My heart is different. You pump Kool-Aid, I pump red blood. We way different. So it's a different generation. It's a different generation. But standards don't change. Morals don't change. Patriotism don't change. I love that. Yeah, somebody asked you a sports question. Come on. Yo did. It says, will the Cowboys ever get to the Super Bowl with Dak at quarterback? Um, we'll get there before your Cleveland Browns do. <laughs> oh, God. I, I love I, it. As a matter of fact, I always pull for the Browns because my good friend Colt McCoy was drafted by the Browns. Um, oh, wow. Man, Genie didn't want to draft Colt, so he didn't want to play him. He, he tried to give him every disadvantage possible. Because Mangini's an idiot, and I hope he sees this interview. You're an idiot. So um, Colt McCoy was a winner, the winningest co- uh, college player ever. You had a champion in your room, and you wanted to make him embarrassed and crazy stuff. So the Browns had a chance. They still have a chance, but they don't have the culture. You have to have a winning culture. So I hope yep. that they move back because I pull for him. And Miles uh, Garrett is from Mansfield, Texas, so I pull for him anyway. Already, you ought to know what it is. <laughs> You know, um, you should look up a friend of mine, Brandon Morrill. He he runs a show called the Sports Guys Podcast. Okay. And he combines country music with sports. Yeah, why am I on this one? <laughs> why am I not a, where, where are my publicist? No, I'm playing. Go ahead, Chris. I'm joking. <laughs> We, we, you know, anytime I see a fit of somebody, I'm like, you know what? You should go on his show too. You know oh, I love saying? it. I, I love it. Okay, so he said I want to call when he came out. Facebook proof, bro. He was a winner. He was a winner. Man, I'll tell you a story. Man, Jeannie says you need to know your players. No joke. You need to know your players. I'm like, okay. What does that mean? In front of everybody, he says, "Colt McCoy, stand up." Number fifty-eight. What's his name? Where do you go to college? And so Colt was like, whatever the guy's name was, what college? He goes, 72. What's his name? Where do you go to college? Colt said, Cafe. I named everybody and what college they went to. Wow. And by, he, said, by the time I, he said, by the time I got 10 deep, the whole place is chanting. 
He said, I got to 56 guys, and I knew their name and what college they went to. He said he tried to embarrass me, but what it did, I won the locker room from him. That's why wow. they That's why they weren't going to win. It starts with leadership. So when my band comes and follows me, they know good and well that if I'm going to open up for an artist, if we're going to open up, my job is to take their fans and take their money forever. And that's how my boys so, and I. So how is that process when you do open up for the bigger artists? They won't let me so, open up. They don't want me to open up. Because <laughs> they know. Because they know. They know. I, I'm 6'5", honey gold, and I sing and play guitar, and I pass out roses at my show. Why you think Blanco Brown and Parma Lee do it now? I started it. You're welcome. I'm just wow. saying. They don't want us to open up. We're going to get you. We're going to get you. These boys stand behind a mic. They ain't hit a treadmill. They gained their COVID-19. They gained it. You think they want to have us open up? Stop. It ain't even fair. So I put on my Malone shows. The only one that let me open up was Hunter Hayes. How'd that go? Hunter Hayes and Justin Moore. Thank you to both of those guys. Everybody wow. else, you know I'm coming. Look at my <laughs> coming Look at for me. you, right? You know I'm coming. And, and I wouldn't put it past you that now, you're going to be one of the top people. They don't want to stop. Please. <laughs> well, you're going to perform a song for us, aren't you? If you if you need it. Let's do it. All right. Let me see. Let me play Mr. Red, White, and Blue for y'all. Perfect. The floor is yours. Tell, tell us a little bit about the song, and then the floor is yours. So Mr. Red, White, and Blue was written when we were given a home away with Military Warriors Support Foundation. And I met Sergeant Craig Cart. He was uh, he had served in the U.S. Marine Corps. He was in a special unit, actually. Mm-hmm. And of the eight guys, seven of them passed away. He's the only one that made it back alive. Wow. He had he had um, he still has P- PTSD, but he really had survivor's remorse. And I won't go into all the detail because a lot of it was is his personal journey. But he's rehabilitated now, and he's doing well. He has uh, two amazing and a wife, and he lives in North Texas. He's doing great. But meeting him, even when I clapped, laughing, <laughs> he jumped. I literally, mm. I literally hugged him because I'm a big dude, so I hugged him over his shoulders and patted mm. his shoulders. I was like, you're good. You're safe. You're good. Wow. And I put my guitar over my shoulder, and I started walking around the arena in Abilene that day. And walking around the arena, I started strumming. I said, it's the guts and it's the glory. A hundred stripes, a hundred stories. It's the Pledge of Allegiance on the 4th of July. It's some handwritten letters wrong. It's some sleepless nights alone. It's his newborn baby he left with his wife. Mr. Red, White, and Blue lay down his lane. Mr. Red, White, and Blue for these stars of stripes. From the fields of Indiana to the swamps of Louisiana. To the Golden Coast out in California. Uncle Sam's the only family he's got. His purple heartbeat on stop. 
And his 18th birthday was the day he was born. Mr. Red, white, and blue, lay down in line. Mr. Red, white, and blue, for these stars and stripes. I got a call one day. My phone rang and said, hey, is this Coffee Anderson? It was him this morning. She said, my name is Taya Kyle. I was married to Chris Kyle. They made a movie about him called American Sniper. Wow. She said, we are dedicating his gravestone. Can you come and sing at the gravestone dedication? Wow. Yes, ma'am, I'd be honored. I said, thank you for your sacrifice and may your husband rest in peace, but I'd be honored to do that. He was the man of the house when he was born. His family is proud, but they're torn. And if you knew him, you would understand. Because we were raised on how to be brave, just to see our flag still wave. But then he came home with only one hand. Mr. Red, and blue, lay down his land. Mr. Red, and blue. Love it, man. Really great song. Thank you. Some things are bigger than us. Some things are bigger than us. Yeah, Joe said he's holding up his lighter. My man, Joe, listen. <laughs> keep keeping patriotism. Keep loving your country. Keep back Keep back in the blue. It's a lot of good blue. It's a lot of good blue. And they come in every skin tone. And there's some idiot cops out there, and we're weeding them out. Weeding them out because there's good people that want to serve and protect your yeah. family. It's good people that want to serve and protect your family and mine. So. We ain't changing over here. Add me on, <laughs> I love that. Add me on iTunes. And, uh, for those of you that like Mr. Red, White, and Blue, um, go to CafeAndersonMusic.com. And what that's going to do is it's going to enable you to get um, the CD for free. I want to give you that CD. Uh, we'll, we'll collect your email and collect your information as well. But you can get the CD for free. And if you want the download, go to CafeAnderson.com and you can download it. That's, I think, $3 less than what you would get on iTunes. But add me on Spotify and add me on iTunes. But, yeah, go to CafeAnderson.com if you want the download. If you want the CD, go to Coffee Anderson Music, and my team will ship that to you. You just pay the shipping and handling, you get the CD for free. Love that. Now, um, as you know, a lot of people, they see the artists like you, but they don't see the teams behind them. And in my opinion, the teams never get the love they really deserve. Right. Um, so take a few moments to tell us about the teams that help you be who you are. Um, I... I get probably 50 booking requests a week. And so I've never had to have a booking agent or anything like that. So I actually had to hire someone to answer the phone for me. Her name was Glenda. So Glenda, you're <laughs> great for doing wow. that. And it, what it does, it gives me time with my wife, it gives me time with my family. And um, I think uh, my buddy Kenny, uh, my buddy Jason, who's actually here, he flew in from California so we can film some social media stuff. Because right now, I'm, I've am i always done it all. 
And if mm-hmm. you watch my show on Netflix, Country Ever After, you'll get a chance to see that I started out in the garage building this business. But it's gotten yeah. so big and so demanding that in order for me to have time to still create, uh, to still work, and my band has been awesome. I mean, Damien has been great as my musical director. Jason, everybody knows him as Big Red, and um, he's been he's been awesome as my drummer and 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 accountability partner. So when I'm on the road, he makes sure that I sign autographs and and I, I make it back to my room safely and alone. And other thing about that is um, just meeting good people, man, along the way. And uh, Jose's been great as my guitar player and producer. We've worked on music together. And then we got a new guy named Wes Barlow who plays fiddle, who's been great. But also the bands that have helped me. And uh, my, my buddy and business mentor, Stephen Lear, has just really helped me and cultivated a lot of business sense for me, which has been awesome. So, yeah. Love that. Now, we've got a third co-host that we always bring on, a little nine-year-old. Ask a few questions. I always say thirty, but no, Sandy's not here. It's right. funny. It's such a habit. Um, and San, uh, hopefully, Sandy's listening so she can hear the sending man. But he he loves this part of the show. And we got a two year old little daughter that when she gets older, we'll be plugging her into the show. Oh, too. Bit. we are a family affair show. Yeah, yeah. I think I hear him coming now. Yep, here he comes. Have I ever gone home and talk, man, and hit somebody? No, I love my guitars. I'd rather punch them with my hand and hit them with my guitar. What's going on, man? Yeah. Hi, coffee. So uh, it's going good. So, what's your favorite food? What's my favorite food? Um, mm-hmm. Seafood. Whatever I see, I want to eat. No, <laughs> probably, probably, probably Cajun food. I love. I love my, my dad's Cajun. I love etouffee. I love gumbo. I love crabs. I love shrimp. I like rice. I like smothered okra with andouille sausage. I like shrimp and grits. Anything Cajun, I'm with for real. <laughs> and what's yours? What's, what's Mine your is pizza. Oh, yours is pizza? What's, yeah. what's your name? My name's Christopher. Christopher, nice to meet you. You do you're, you're a great interviewer, man. You're a yes. great reporter. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, what's your yes. next question? All right. What's a rare TV show? Country Ever After on Netflix is my favorite TV show. It's amazing. <laughs> the whole family my- can watch it. It is family friendly and it is country and it's not staged. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Well, so uh, mine is SpongeBob. Is it? Yes. Oh, you got to watch Country Ever After. SpongeBob's a weirdo. What do you do? What do you do? I'm looking at your parents right now. What do y'all do? <laughs> <laughs> What's well, been pretty cool about our show, though, is um, he watches a lot of the Nickelodeon, like Side Hustle. That's a really cool right. show, Side Hustle. And we've been able to bring on several people from shows like Side Hustle and all that on our show so he could talk to. Right. This is capitalism. And we live in an opportunity where you can build a business no matter what your age is because of the internet. And um, my, my Emery, we're going to release her YouTube channel and she's still oh, wow. about unboxing her dolls and playing. And this is a, this is a new wave and I'm so excited. And a lot of times the new wave doesn't get the appreciation and the gratitude, but you yep. take advantage of it, let other people uh, whine and moan. You go get it. Yep. You, go you, get you know, it. you know, that's like, I remember Gary V talking about, I think it was Gary V where he made a comment about, you know, a lot of people, they they look at people who want to be YouTube stars and all that. Oh, they're lazy and all that. Gary V says, look, if they had that in your day, you would want to be too. You know, why not? You know, why wouldn't you build a brand around social media? And it's free to upload. <laughs> okay, I have one more question. Oh, here you 
Oh, you're getting greedy. Three? Okay, three. <laughs> Let me hear. All right, so what's your favorite movie? Wow. Uh, okay, there, there's there's two. My my, right. my my favorite cartoon is a goofy movie, <laughs> and um, I love it because Tevin Campbell does all the music on it as Powerline. Mm-hmm. So, um, second favorite movie is anything superhero. I like I like the DC series. I like Marvel. I like all that. So anything superhero where people have extraordinary talents. I'm Love with, me. and um, favorite, yeah, I think that's, favorite and favorite TV show is Jeopardy. Ooh. My is Dominion movie. Dominion, okay. Look at you. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we watch that every day, all day. Yeah, him and the soundtrack. It's Jen. Our, our two-year-old daughter loves that movie, too. Oh, man. So good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. All right. Have a good day. See you. <laughs> Stop eating all that Jeff- pizza. <laughs> and and just he, he eats anything in his way. Oh, dude, dude, I'm so proud of you. Pull them babies in, let them do it. So many times, so many times, people build things and they don't, they don't leave anything for their kids. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. They don't give their kids a leg up. Yeah, oh. and ain't that what capitalism is all about? Is you know building something to where you're, and even if they don't take over what we do, at least give them that stepping stone. Give them a chance. Give them a chance. Give them a chance. Like you said, there's so much opportunity out there in this world right now um, because of social media, the internet. You, you know, you almost have to try to not make it. Right. Right. And some people do. And and COVID has made people lazy. People can sit home and get a $600 a week check. That ain't no money. Not for what you want to really build. Get up. Let's go. My favorite movie question. Has an answer that changes based on who the questions asked. That's true. Because I like some twisted movies and not everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah. There, there's some twisted stuff out there. Um, what, what's a twisted movie? What, let me think of one. I can't think. Like twisted, like the scary. Or Exorcist. Or like oh, ex- 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 Exorcist. Like, oh, yeah. It, I, I, I think the, the worst, anytime I see Mark Wahlberg in a movie, it's going to be terrible. <laughs> Every time, you know, what was the movie he was in when he was the, the uh, oh, the, bo- the boxing movie, the movie with The Rock, horrible. Um, the movie with, uh, uh, what's, what's the dude with the big old head, the comedian? He looks just like the drummer from Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Farrell. Farrell. Oh, uh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Oh, man. Him and Mark Wahlberg. Anytime I see Mark Wahlberg, I'm like, here we go. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. He's still doing curls, though. He's still doing curls. I ain't mad at him. What else? What else, Chris? So, so if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, man, Tom Petty. Oh, wow. Mm. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes me sad. Tom Petty uh, would, would, would be a no-brainer for me. Um, stop. That's another the baby face. Quit. He hates me. Another, another story. I can't even tell on this. Um, dude, I, I, I'm a real dude. You can't. 
I, I ain't here for the Hollywood whatever. Tom Petty is who I write with. Um, Florida Georgia line. I think they don't miss. I think they yeah. don't miss. And um, yeah, they're good. Uh, Jimi Hendrix. I got a, I got a couple yeah. blues, songs, but Jimmy's my favorite. Anything. I think I just get caught up watching him. He's my favorite. Everything. Yeah. Go ahead. What else? So Come what's on. This, so that's probably um, a thousand answers to this one. But what's a song you wish you wrote? Um, I wish I wrote a thousand miles from nowhere. That's a good one. Dwight Yoakam. Um, there's so many I wish I wrote. I wish I wrote. I wish I wrote Hurricane. Luke. Luke Combs, man, is a monster. And don't you love what he tweeted a couple years ago? Where remember he was with the all the executives told him certain them songs won't make it, and all six went number one. All six of them went number one. That's why you, you? you have to give yourself a yes. And whoever said no needs to be fired. Like Trump. You're like when he told him on The Apprentice, y'all fired. <laughs> like it like man tells him on WWE, yeah, like get him. Like, how dumb are you? But you also gotta realize it took Chris Stapleton 13 years to be an overnight success. That boy been singing like that the whole time. Who y'all listening to? <laughs> Bucky Covington? Who y'all listening to? What? <laughs> Come on, man. What's happening right now? You know, we had a guy on, we interviewed, and I asked him what, you know, what was um, one of his big, because he was an executive from labels in the past. I was right. like, what was a, what was a regret of his? And I remember him saying that he, he says now, because he was letting people know, don't listen to the, to the label of Zex. He says, he's like, we get it wrong too. Right. And, and he, said, he said that when Kenny Chesney and Jason Aldean came to them, he said no. He said it will never work. I had a record exec tell me, yeah, but – I don't know about the patriotic thing. And I don't mean this in a bad way. Yeah. But you're a person of color. And I don't know if we can sell patriotism in that, in that rapping. He's like, all right. Wow. 60 million streams later. One song, 60 million streams. Give yourself a yes first. I love that. Now, back in 2000, we didn't get snow on the ground today. We got snow on the ground uh, two months ago. Oh, wow. Awesome. Great. Keep going, Chris. You know, um, back in 2015, we got to interview um, Kelsey Ballerini, and one of the questions I asked her was where she wanted to be in five years. I always like to tell this story before I ask the artist that same question. But the answer Kelsey gave us all, all like six years ago um, was almost to the T of what she's living now. I mean, she knew where she was going. No, but like you said, give yourself a yes. She gave herself a yes and then some. Right. So knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? Um, Headlining arenas is one of the largest acts in country music. Wow. And I'm not just talking the U.S. I'm talking Australia. I'm talking U.K., I'm talking Norway. I'm talking New Zealand. I'm talking Africa. Wow. 
I have so many fans in Africa. And a lot of times people get caught up in, oh, well, I need to sing in Nashville. I need to sing at the Bluebird. No, you don't. When I went to the UK, dude, we had 3,000 people paying showing up, knowing every word to my music. That's like we had a UK person on recently that we interviewed. And I tell you what, her fans are hardcore. <laughs> Over there. I mean, it was like they all participated. Because to some people, she's Kenny Chesney. And to some people, I'm Aldine. It is what it is. It is what it is. Love that. Now, let's look further down the road. Let's say that 15 years down the road, you're a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks like for you, you're there. If the person you are today could meet him, your future successful self, what would you remind him? Take care of them babies and make sure that they're set up so you don't have to work anymore. Um, make sure Emery is going to be the singer, entertainer that she truly is without even trying. Uh, make sure Ethan knows how special he is and how different he is from everybody else. Um, just make sure that you've taken care of them as well as yourself. Because you see a lot of celebrities and they don't take care of their kids. Yeah. And then the kids are left to be raised by the streets or the kids they are left. They forget where they came from. And they forget where they came from, yeah. So, um, yeah. That's what I, I do. That. That's what I do. <laughs> so what do you want your legacy to be when it's all said and done? He was his own man. We don't have a lot of those no more. That's why I still watch John Wayne movies. Because the Mark Wahlberg's not shooting a gun and not slapping somebody in a movie don't work for me. That's why I still watch Walker, Texas Ranger. Because I, li- I like them dudes. They different. Love Walker, Texas. He, that, that was always a, I was so upset when they canceled. I was like, no, that's like right. a great, great show. And then they came out with a new one with the dude. What was it from Justified? What was his name? Timothy something, Oliphant, whatever it was. Come on, man. We, we need we need real boys, Pinocchio. Come on, dog. Yeah, there is no Chuck Norris. <laughs> and Chuck ain't even a part of it. I mean, that, that's the crazy thing. There is nobody like Chuck. I mean, you can't right. replace him. Right. And he's he's in our circle in, in North Dallas, by the way. So he's he's helped uh, Bill Wayburn raise money uh, to, to become sheriff of Tarrant County here in Fort Worth, and so have I. So it was me, oh, Chuck wow. Morris, Jay Novacek, and Tuff Hedeman that was helping raise money for uh, Sheriff Weber. And so th- these dudes walk in a room is different. It's a different air. So, so I seen a picture of you with Steve Harvey. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> what was what was that like? I made a video about what to do when you get pulled over for motorists because common sense is not common anymore. Mm-hmm. So in that, the video got thirty eight million views, and so Steve is like-minded with me, like, let's come up with some solutions because everybody I'm hearing on TV is just whining about how jacked up this is and how oppressed they are. Well, let's come up with some, with some solutions then. So Steve wow. flew me out to Chicago, put me in the nicest hotel there, and had me come yeah. on his show and talk about being a solutionary. And so um, it is first rate. He is high, high class from the jump. And he started from nothing. So he gets yeah. it, I get it. And I love him because, you know, in fact, he's one of my dream interviewers to come on, hopefully one day. Um, but he's um, 
I, anytime I get down, of course, you know, because we're chasing the same dream y'all are, uh, just a different platform. You know, we right. want to be the Bobby Bones, at least. And so when I get down, like it don't seem like it's going fast enough, I will pull up his um, his Apollo story. <laughs> I have probably watched that story hundreds of times, I and I still tear up in it every time right. because it's so emotional. It's like it's like he was. God had him here one day, and then it was like all of a sudden he was ready to give up, and Come that on. break happened. Come on. And, and at some point, when, whenever the Bible says, I'm a jealous God, I'm a jealous God, that means that, means that God wants our praise, our worship, our gratitude, and our testimony. So when, when, when you've done all that you can do on your own, God steps in because he wants to remind you that he's still in control and he's going to get the glory. And for my career, I've always thanked God. Yep. Because at the end of the day, when family leaves, when the ones that love you tell you nobody's listening to your music, when record labels tell you it's not going to work because you're patriotic and you're brown, when People tell you you're crazy, but you still go back and release it. You still write it. You still sing it. And then it works. And then you realize there's millions of us just like me, just like me, who just don't give up, like me. <laughs> you know, might just be the next best thing, but not quite me. So, I'm just saying that works. You know, that's like I get private messages all the time from people who have had podcasts for years. And they're like, how are you getting these guests on your show? I'm like, it's all God. There's no there's no reason for Sandy and I to be where we are having some of the people that we have if God right. wasn't included. There's no right. there's no way we could have done this right. in this short time. Right. And oh, somebody put Cleveland's on Steve Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> but he had to leave Cleveland to be successful. Um, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that you got to be crazy enough to try it and you have to be faithful enough to ask for help from God. And a lot of times people don't believe in God because they've been dealt a crap sandwich Mm -hmm. or you've been dealt a bad hand. So have other people get over it. Nobody's here for you for the pity party. And the pity party always has an audience of one. Always has an audience of one. So get over it. Come back to the winner's circle. Start winning again. We're waiting on you. Love. Absolutely love that. So as we come to a close here, what's next for you? Um, um, working on new music. Always, I'm always working on new songs. And um, my single, Back to Blue, comes out April 22nd, which is I really love that. And um, I'm going to be me, man. I don't know what's coming next. I know that we're working on new social media. I'm going to start teaching artists how to sell. Music, like I sell it, mm-hmm. I have probably 14, 13 or 14 streams of income from my music. Oh, wow. And so I, artists don't know a lot of those things. So I'm going to start teaching them. So yeah. go to themusicmogul.com. Oh, my goodness. And get that information. <laughs> How pretty, girl? Yeah. You're an hour late. What are you doing? <laughs> Hi. Hi, sweet girl. How are you? 
Baby shark, baby shark. Oh, she loves baby shark. She oh, has all the toys. Baby shark. Yeah. Come on. Come on, Caitlin. I love it. I love it. Sandy, thank so, y'all for what y'all do. Chris, thank y'all so much for giving artists a chance to talk and and even entertainers and now actors. And I just see this thing growing for y'all and it's going to be huge. But uh, thank you for reaching out to us and I appreciate the help of telling my story because that's what that's what binds us together are the testimonies and the stories and, uh, you know, what makes us work and tick. And now I know that you guys started like I did uh, with, with a love for interviewing people and wanting to expand and, and grow and um, and hear their story. Cause you know, yes, that, that's why it's called up close and personal because our, our plan was to get the story, you know, yeah. all the other people talk about music and wow. we, and as you know, we've seen a little bit of music too in here, mm-hmm. but I would rather hear their story. Yes. I, I want to know the stories background, why, why they did this and stuff right. like that. And that's the whole purpose of the show is to get the stories out. I love it. Well, thank y'all for having me. I appreciate it. Well, tell everybody um, how they can reach out to you. Um, CafeAnderson.com. Cafe is spelled like the drink. It's like the drink only spelled different. C-O-F-F-E-Y. Anderson.com. Um, you can watch Country Ever After on Netflix. We partnered with Mark Burnett, who created Shark Tank, The Voice. He created oh, wow. a show called Survivor. And we created with Alex Baskin, the genius who created Housewives of Orange County. And we made a family-friendly reality show about my wife and I. Me being oh, wow. a black country singer, and she's a white yeah. dancer, so she danced with Britney, Snoop, Diddy, Kanye, oh, wow. ESPN. Wow. She's in Hannah Montana, the movie. She's in Alvin and the Chipmunks, the movie, Alvin and the Chipmunks 4. Um, so huh. we're an entertainment family. You have to watch Country Ever After. It will uh, make wow. you laugh. I will definitely check um, Yeah, and you can put it on for the whole family. So there's not a reality show that anybody can watch with the family. There's not a show you can watch with your whole family. That's true. That's pretty much that true. Is true. You yes. can't. You can't. Like, right. Sexual orientation or trans or just mm-hmm. that kids don't need to know about right now. Absolutely. Our show is mm-hmm. kids. So it's good. Awesome. Yeah. You know, we really enjoyed having the show today and we look forward to having you back down the road. Awesome. Thank you all. Thank you for having me. God bless you. Yay. See you.